Hello and good day and welcome to episode 69 of the Late Life Career Change podcast with me, Phil Swallow. Episode titled Fun in the Sun. Obviously, as I've mentioned many times in the past, we are obsessed with the weather in the UK, but this time for good reason, because it's really, really nice, really warm, seasonal, long overdue. Uh, it happened pr- almost, actually, as we went into the uh, the new month, but because we're now in June, June the 2nd, t- uh, the date of recording, and um, a, a bank holiday weekend just had, just gone in all around the world I think in many places certainly in America it's Memorial Day on Monday and uh, we have our wits and bank holiday and we say our wits and about us no that was um, that was a very bad uh, very bad dad joke so yeah it's um, it's so great to just have this weather at long last and just to do different things and to get out and about Um that said, one of the things I did do just prior to the weather coming in was to do some prep for the shoot that I've got coming up, filming uh, a play that um, Sue now has a part in. And it's important to do that when you're uh, working on anything, really, just to have a run through. Um, not only are the basics of checking your gears, doing what it should do and working correctly, but you know, knowing the type of shoot, the type of challenges you may face, in the area, in the room that you're going to be in, for example, and how you might be able to overcome that with um, with how you set your gear up and the gear that you're going to take, because we're going to be travelling on train, as in central London, and it's just not, it's too stressful to drive up there and, and so on. So, uh, yeah, so we're going to be going up on train, and luckily Sue's coming along, so she'll be pulling some of the gear along and so on, and um, that helps no end, having... <laughs> having an assistant is part of the production um thoroughly recommend it if you can get that i've just realized and hopefully this won't matter too much in my wisdom not i switched off the ceiling fan in the room so i've just put it on it might provide some delicate white noise in the background but otherwise i'm going to fry here um i mean i'm not in the direct sun the sun's not around this side of the house yet although i was up there at eight o'clock up the ladder cleaning the windows this morning oh that's nice breeze coming through now not that you can hear that or feel that unless you've got a fan in your room i recommend fantasia ceiling fans if you're in, if you're in the uk uh, the company based in westrum but they're available online the prices are great i'm not paid to sponsor them i just thoroughly recommend them we've got them in all three bedrooms and the lounge downstairs really big one in the lounge remote control operation and I guarantee you they're going to be better than any of these sort of desktop or floor fans where they just bring in the warm air that's already in the room. Uh, the design of these is to, you know, to get the kind of neutral cold air. God, that is almost like an ad. Um, not even in my notes. So anyway, Fantasia fans. <laughs> uh, I'm sure they'll be grateful for that little plug. So yes, Bank Holiday Weekend um, did the usual golf on Saturday. That was a bit laborious and... Uh, you know kind of got there i suppose um but my buddy played quite well uh so yeah just one of those rounds uh and then just did some chores at home there's quite a bit of sport on tv on saturday playoff final and the champions league final and um and then sunday just kind of did a bit of chilling and sorting and tidying because on monday sue's mum came over and that was really pleasant um came over late morning and then we um, just had some nice lunch and chilled and it's just I think I mentioned this the other week it's great fun doing nothing and of course 
Yeah, there's been some nerves in the rules and regs about meeting up indoors and not having any ventilation. But of course, if we get the nice weather, we're outside anyway. And um, and the numbers are still pretty good. Yes, the variants are causing concern, but generally the numbers are very good. I think we had zero deaths for a couple of days this week. Uh, so, you know, long may that continue and also no pressure on the NHS. Um, you know, the vaccine numbers are looking really good. And... Uh, I, I know I say this term a lot, but yeah, long may it continue. Let's keep going. Let's get um, let's get back to normal, uh, whatever normal looks like. Um, we're still not planning to jump in a plane anytime soon. So one of the things I mentioned towards the end of last show, last week's show was about drones, and yeah, I've been on off with drones over the years, and knowing that a mate had got one I thought well there's an opportunity to at least go out there and see it close up well at least when it's on the ground so we met up not far from here um it's actually it's, it's an interesting place because he runs the Lime Meadow Folk and Blues Club at the Trinity Sports Club in Sandersted not far and that kind of backs on to the Selsen Park Golf Course where I play golf once or twice a week and we chose to meet there park up and then walk towards Kingswood and we did an initial fly although the people come and go and you kind of got to keep away from people so I went up above the treetops and then we went to another area where it was a bit more open and um it was it was great fun actually uh Neil's my mate's drone is is a little bit heavier than the one that I've been looking at which is a DJI Mini and a Mini 2 should I say uh but yeah, just to get to grips with it, and he, by his own admission, is still learning it. Um, you know, there are certain sort of pre-determined modes that you can fly the thing in, uh, and obviously you can learn to fly manually and so so on and so forth. Um, I must admit, I think I'm going to want to learn to do things manually and get a feel for the controls. Um, I was going to say when I get mine and now I've already spoiled my own thing which is I went out and bought one on Friday so I bought the DJI, DJI Mini 2 which is the fly more combo because they give you a bit extra extra batteries and things like that and it's it's a good you know often they do these bundles it is cheaper than buying components individually and they are things that you're all going to use and you, you are going to use and need because the battery life in these things is only about half an hour flight time because um, as well as doing what it needs to do to spin the little rotors little propellers uh, there's a gimbal working that has a motor in it that keeps the camera steady and it is sort of wind resistant so there's some activity going on there and it, it all adds up um, so I've now got three batteries because I bought this combo and um, but while we were out with Neil we, we went to this spot that I've used in the past as a kind of field and we were standing nearish to a tree we weren't in the middle of a field and generally it was okay Neil was sending it up and we were getting some footage and what he wanted to do was to f try a a setting where you can put the kind of cursor on the screen onto an individual and then it will fly a circle around that individual sort of looking down at them so if you imagine you're going out for a walk in the wilderness and you're walking along you've got your backpack you can kind of just let the drone do this while you're walking along and it'll provide a nice kind of cinematic shot and a storytelling shot for uh, for what you're doing and where you're going and Neil had play with this and we thought we tracked it once I went for a walk but it didn't want to know and um, earlier on I was just talking about some training that he'd been on and he said yeah the, the the trainer kept saying height is your friend because the higher you are then the less chance you've got of going into obstacles such as buildings and well, where you should keep away from those anyway and trees and the like 
so that was good and Neil was playing around and then I looked up at one point and in proceedings and this thing was flying he, he'd kind of done this lock on but perhaps not appreciated that flight was his friend <laughs> and um, you can see what's coming can't you and this thing started going fairly quickly into a tree now I did shout and said Neil stop now the golden rule generally and I don't know how it works if you've got a predetermined mode but if you if you take your feet fingers off the controllers it should just stop and hover but I think because Neil would have locked into this find a person and fly around them unfortunately because it wasn't high enough flying around meant flying into a tree I mean it's got I think it's got some obstacle avoidance or detection on there but it, it didn't work so the tree was a um, it wasn't a big, tall, kind of mature oak tree or whatever. It was a, a shorter tree. But because we were kind of out in the wilds and the woods and the lanes, um, you know, it wasn't managed at all. I don't think it had ever been pruned and never seen a chainsaw uh, at any time. So there was a lot of kind of dense growth in there. And this thing's just hanging um, about, oh, it's difficult to say in feet, 30 feet up, 20, 30 feet up. I'm hopeless at these things let's say 25 feet there you go and it's just sitting there in some fairly kind of twiggy branches but you know they're obviously new growth so it bent and we were trying to move the branches um he tried to climb and see if he could make more movement to type to kind of free it um i tried the same and i've got scratched arms galore um which sue kind of made a comment on <laughs> when i got home um and in the UK, we used to have this program called The Last of the Summer Wine, where these old kind of retired guys used to get up to um, weird and wonderful things and get in trouble and whatever. And it was like a bit like that. Um, Neil's about 10 years older than me. And um, we, uh, yeah, we, we, but but the thing is, you, you can't just leave, a, I guess it's a thousand pound drone or whatever up in the tree. Um, so what do you do? So you try and get sticks. We had one that was dead, so it broke very quickly. One that was kind of newish wood so it was a bit more bendy but again didn't really we couldn't find lying around what we needed and then there was a broken off fence post um so you know the woods kind of died away obviously because it was a fence post but it's kind of you know just not been treated and it was just lying there and neil said i'm gonna have a throw at this but obviously not at the actual drone but just about a foot or two below it and he did one practice run and he was really close and he did another one and it freed it well i said actually i said before you do that neil let me get over there because then if it does drop from a low branch i'll catch it i hope i'm painting a good picture here anyway so after his warm-up he's gone for the main throw he threw it the arc of the throw was about a foot below the drone it freed the drone that went blip plop blip down a couple of kind of layers or levels of branches and then it just rested on a low branch so i could reach up and just pluck the drone from it now the only damage was of the two four six eight uh, propeller blades one was split and it wasn't kind of sheared off it was just split but not not really usable and um you know you always have loads of spares uh, so um so that was it neil had somewhere to be in the evening and and that that was on my mind actually while we were uh, trying to climb trees and getting into all sorts of, sh of shenanigans um but yes he he was able to uh you know pack it away go home do the replacement now I've, I've not actually seen any footage yet but hopefully he was recording it at the moment where it kind of buzzed and then went into the tree and sort of stopped its flight for the day um 
but yeah, it was great fun. So, so yeah, so I bought the drone and, you know, I'd, I'd, I've already been looking on YouTube um, before, during and since uh, because there's so much on there and it's really good quality content, actually. And also there's some UK flyers that go over the, real, the rules and regulations that you need. And it gets a bit confusing around flyer ID and operator ID. And because my drone is under 250 grams, I can actually do more with it than, than you could with, say, Niels, my, my mates. Um, so I can fly over people. I can fly sort of in town areas. But you do have to bear in mind the regulations. You know, if there's a... Like, we're quite near Biggin Hill Airport. If I go half a mile up the road, I can't, I can't go any further uh, because we're in Biggin Hill Airspace. Um, but there are other pockets and, and actually surprisingly going up towards London, um, South London, there are some areas there, parks even, or not, not parks directly, but open land near parks where you can fly. Um, so anyway, I, um, on Friday evening, I went through the kind of online training to get this assessment where you've, uh, well, I'll explain in a minute. Anyway, so I, I ran Read, th read through the content online. It's a CAA or Civil Aviation... What are they? Civil Aircraft Aviation... I don't know what it is. Civil Aviation Authority. There you go. Probably right. And, um, yeah, so I knew that you had to get 30 out of 40 multiple choice questions right to then get your appropriate ID. Uh, so went through it once and they said it's weird because you can take it as many times as you like you can take it with having the information available next to you but I thought well on that basis then I came in from golf got in changed cup of coffee thought I'm just gonna have a go at this how hard can it be um so I went through it and pondered a few of the questions uh, some of them are much more obvious than others which you often get in a multiple choice examination and I got 37 out of 40 so that was cool, really cool. Uh, you pay £9 for, again, one of the IDs, flyer ID, maybe. Um, and that covers you for a year, and then obviously £9 or whatever they increase it to annually. And then there's another five-year one, which I think is the operator ID. Um, but that's free. So, uh, yeah, so it's not, not too bad. And, and I think one of them I may not have had to do. It, it might have been optional or voluntary, uh, because of the weight of the aircraft at sub 250. But I did it anyway because I just thought, well, I'll get it. I've got my ID. I, you can print out a little kind of certificate thing that um, should someone want to challenge me, at least I can say, look, I've done some proficiency. The other thing you have to do is label up um, your aircraft with this. Sounds grand, doesn't it? Your aircraft uh, with the ID so that uh, I guess if it lands somewhere, they can show who the irresponsible flyer was. And, and there might be a way of returning it. Who knows? Um, I also took out the insurance package, which is only £45. And that, that's, they call it a care refresh. Um, I think it enables you to get some repairs done and other bits and pieces. But you can also, if you completely trash it, up to two a year in the year, you can get renewals, but you pay about half price. So you pay about £200, which I suppose is better than having to walk in the shop and pay another £400. Um, so, yeah, talking prices. So I think it was something like four, four one nine. I'm going to guess, for just the drone and a battery. And four five four nine for the drone, a bag, the um, extra batteries and some spares and bits and bobs. So uh, all in all, and they said on YouTube, people have just said, um, 
you know accessories are mandatory or or optional they said just just buy this just just get the fly more combo just do it because you will almost immediately go and buy a battery and that's 50 quid gone straight away um so yeah so i'm glad i followed that advice um the other thing i bought was a little landing pad and I'm not sure if I would have picked up on this straight away, but this thing is very low to the ground. Uh, Neil's one was a bit higher off the ground, but we still needed to find flattish areas, you know, which is probably why we went to the edge of the field near the tree that we crashed into. Um, you know, the blades are spinning, they can stir up stuff. And when you come to land, if you come to land and you're kind of trimming grass and weeds and mud and dirt, you know, it may not be good. These things are sort of quite delicate really for what they are. Um, so, I bought this helipad which and, and they do some that pop up a bit like my lighting uh, equipment in the photography you kind of scrunch them around into a figure of eight and then put them in a bag but those those could fly away or you'd have to find bang them into the hard ground potentially with pegs i thought no i'll just go for a foldable one so it's a bit like um a bit like when you get a board game that you fold out although this is waterproof material uh, a dark color one side lighter on the other and you could just put that on any surface and then that'll be your helipad your landing place for your quadcopter coming out with all these terms now now you can tell i've um, i've done the research so uh i'd bought it charged the batteries done the test paired it with my phone and when sue's mum was around on monday i thought do you know what i'm gonna take it for a little flight and there's basically a little training mode that you go into where you kind of go left right up down but it's all at about a meter and a half off the ground and then i just kind of did an ascent um, and then back down again, landed it, Sue videoed it and provided some very amusing commentary. And then I did another little flight yesterday, but the wind was picking up. And even though it's got wind stabilisation, which is very effective, I just thought, yeah, I don't really, it's just blowing off course too much or, you know, alerting the neighbours too much. Uh, you know, I was in my own, <laughs> own airspace, which again, sounds really funny. Um, but I've got some areas that I've highlighted that are in safe zones and I will, I mean, you, you can't legally fly above 120 metres, 400 feet. That's kind of locked into the, uh, to the drone itself. So, um, but I, I don't think you'd really need to be that high to get a perspective. I mean, if, if you were at 120 metres and you were doing a bird's eye view with, you know, pointing your camera down, I mean, you might as well go onto Google Maps. Do you know what I mean? So, um, but I'll, I've got a lot to learn. I've got a lot to learn, a lot to practice. So I'm going to try this place out possibly this evening. Not sure. I'll have to see how it goes. Uh, go out there in the later afternoon, early evening. Um, and hopefully do some little flying and some videoing. And, um, and then, you know, that's part of my journey then, really, because I'll be seeking out other spots. Um, we have to be a bit careful here because if we go out, as I mentioned earlier, immediately sort of towards Kent, we've got Biggin Hill. If we go south, we're okay for a bit. Then we get into Gatwick airspace. We get the other side of that and you've got, um, th there'll always be smaller airfields, but you know, there's, there are a lot of options. And when we go away later in June or mid-June uh, to the coast, as far as I can see, that's all free, available, safe uh, areas. So I'm um, looking forward to, to trying that out and making sure I get a bit of practice before then to make good use of it when I'm there. So that, that'll be cool. So anyway, um, enough droning on. Ha ha ha. Actually, hang on. Uh, let me just try something because I've never used this before. Um, enough droning on. 
yeah do you like that different um I mean, I, I, the other one I could do is enough droning on. Or, of course, that. Uh, but I'm not going to do that. So um, I'm just going to go back to the sensible ending of this week's episode number 69, Fun in the Sun, of the Late Life Career Change podcast with Phil Swallow. Look after yourselves. Be safe. Enjoy the sun. Put on factor whatever. Um, and avoid the intense heat of the middle part of the day. Uh, Other than that, catch you next week. Take care.